You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. Today, what we're going to discuss is distortions, perceptual distortions, which really is the stories that we have been told because all of us have, have been told stories or things because, you know, we, we, it's like being a part of a movie, you know, we have been playing a role in a movie for so long since we were born, we were told something we basically took on that characteristic and basically started playing that role throughout our whole life. And it's typically we're unaware of that role because we have been so immersed into it that that's the challenge. And that's what we're going to focus today's talk on is how to start to see those perceptual distortions that are basically playing around in your, in your movie. So, you know, it's an example would be like uh, Clint Eastwood. Do you guys know Clint Eastwood? He's that actor that he's one of my favorite actors. And he always plays that role that is like cowboy or adventure or just like serious. And and he's been playing that role for so long that he's very known for that characteristic Um, that like if he ever stepped out of that role, and maybe try to do some like comedy movies and maybe did a role that maybe someone like Will Ferrell, who is that like comedian, because <laughs> um, even Will Ferrell is w- well known for certain roles. But if he ever stepped out of his typical role, it would be a bit disruptive and like weird. And people would be almost put off by it because we too are pl- playing in our own role of, uh, or characteristics of how to engage in our movie and our reality. And everybody around you is also doing the same. So just as much as you are engaging in a particular role in a movie, other people around you are taking on characters in your movie as well. And you are doing the same for, other, for those other people. Because everybody has a perceptual distortion that we do not see because those are the stories that basically we were told or or basically that we just fell into. And it's an unconscious thing that we just start to pick up these roles. People start to almost be like a mom figure and you see a dialogue like mom and parent, mom and child uh, dynamic that just happens between two people that are not mom and parent. A mom and child, <laughs> for example. And you'll even see this in like romantic relationships that is very much like a parent-child dynamic. And um, because we take on these stories and people then start to remind us unconsciously about someone from our past because characters reproduce through all our lives. Characters reproduce throughout different relationships. When people start to pull out of certain roles, 
just like Clint Eastwood trying to pull out of, you know, becoming maybe a comedian. Um, like I said, it's, it's a bit like shocking. And what I found is when I start to work with someone and they start to pull out of their role in certain dynamics or relationships in the very beginning of, of their change, because they're, they're making rapid changes and discoveries about who they are and also the story that's being told to them. So they're becoming much more aware and now making a decision to no longer play that role because it does not suit their needs. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help them reach their highest potential. So now they're aware of it. And there's almost like this um, increase in conflict with their certain relationships with even people at work that they work with because those around you are not used to you being that way. So there's almost a heightened conflict with those relationships initially. It tends to go away and that's because they're they're starting to acclimate to your new role. I hope this is making sense. So it's it's like it's like Clint Eastwood starting to play in, you know, comedy movies and you're just like, what the heck? And you're even getting upset like, no, that's not what he does. He does not do these roles. He needs to be like an action film and being serious and and but he needs to be consistent and stick with it. And then eventually we would acclimate and get used to seeing him in those roles. So now we would expect Clint Eastwood to be on all these comedy movies um, because he was being consistent. So that's one of one of the lessons that I teach my clients because you'll fall, you'll see them starting to almost pull back into old patterns because they've been playing this role, uh, this characteristic role for so long that that other people are almost pulling them back into that role just because they're like, what what are you doing? No, you don't speak out for yourself. I actually had a client recently that was like, you know, I'm getting a lot of conflict because now I'm speaking up for myself and I don't normally do that. And I'm like, yeah, because you're you're you usually this person usually got stepped all over, and and didn't speak up for themselves, and and people were taken back by that initially. But man, she felt great doing it. Um, but people were not used to it. So I just you know keep on pushed push her. Like no, you keep on sticking to that. That's, if it feels great, good for you. Speaking up for yourself, expressing yourself, letting people know, then do it. You're stepping into like your authentic role. <laughs> And so, you know, um, it took some t- acclimating for those around her, as an example. Um, and But you tend to find people will adjust to it. They just need the consistency. And the people that are not aligned with your new role will fall away. And that's actually a good thing because they're not able to, because you're playing a role for them. And now they lost that. And that's maybe just the part of the process. And so sometimes I'll even work with people that just start to see certain friends go away or certain colleagues go away. And for the long run, it's actually better, you know, because they were almost toxic to the new role that you are playing and that made you feel happier. So uh, I want to discuss uh, mainly about how to start to become aware of these distortions and recognize because that is the biggest challenge is how do we become aware of the story that has been playing on 
And so I'm going to start to get a bit specific. So if you're not driving right now and you want to write notes, this is probably the section that you'll want to write notes because I've written some things down on um, some key steps on how to start to identify these distortions or perceptual distortions or the stories that have been told. So one of them is the beginning part of recognizing the distortions usually occurs when you're being triggered by someone that is consuming your day. So if you're being consumed by someone or something, a situation, and that situation is very triggering to you, it's and it consumes your day just because it's so triggering to you, um, you're going to want to look at that situation because it may be if it keeps on coming up and it's a constant button or trigger that's being pushed, it is, it's, and it's repetitive, it's likely a distortion that's going on that you have not seen what you need to see from it. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. So number one, recognize what you're being triggered by, either a person, a situation, and then ask yourself, what is it that they made you feel or made me feel emotionally in your body? What is that trigger making you feel emotionally in your body? And some emotions may be anger, upset, irritable, sad. And then we're going to think, okay, the feeling of anger, for example, makes me feel that I am fill in the blank. Usually what happens is people say, the feeling of anger makes me feel that I'm being ignored, maybe by someone. Or the feeling of irritability makes me feel that I'm being judged. Or this feeling of being upset makes me feel that I'm being disrespected. It's usually how it works. But that's what they're doing or what's going on. So they're disrespecting me. They're judging me. They're ignoring me. But that's not what you're believing in yourself. That's what we want to get to. So usually that's the answer I get from clients. And I'm like, okay, that's what they're doing. But what does that make you feel? Makes me feel that I am. So I'll give you some examples because this is kind of a challenge. This is like an exercise to do. So you need to make sure that you're recognize, recognizing not what they are doing or what you're perceiving that they are doing to you, but what you feel defines you. So if you would have said, for example, that I am being ignored, that makes me upset that I'm being ignored, that makes me feel maybe that I am invisible. That's the belief. I'm invisible. I feel that I'm invisible. So you see the difference? It's not that it's not that they are ignoring me that really is the issue. That's what they're doing. That's what I perceive that they're doing. I perceive that they're doing. That's the loop that we kind of get stuck in. We're perceiving what they're doing. We're perceiving what they're doing and that's what that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. But we want to look at what we are feeling because there's a distortion there. The distortion is that I believe that I am invincible. I believe that I am not being seen as opposed to them ignoring me. The distortion is that belief that we are then projecting out, which is then creating that interpretation. 
hope this is making sense. So, for example, I'll give you some more examples. So being disrespected, that's what they are doing, disrespected, makes me maybe feel that I am not important, that I am not important. So the act of disrespect, that's what they're doing again, but that's not what I believe about myself. We need to find what it is I believe, and I believe that I am not important. That's what then, that's the distortion we need to work on. So if I am, if I feel upset or sad that they are judging me, or I feel that they are judging me, then maybe you feel that I am not good enough. Because judgment, that's what they're doing, but that's not what I believe about myself. I believe about myself then that I am not good enough. So identifying the trigger and then going through this process can get us closer to the distortion of ourselves or the story that we were told. So for example, for these examples, if I believe that I'm being ignored because I may feel that I'm invisible or I may feel that I'm not unimportant or that I may feel that I'm not good enough, it's because some there was a time, a place, a situation that someone told us or made us believe that about ourselves. There was a time and a situation that someone made us believe, and that's the story that we're playing. We're, the story we're playing is that I am invisible. I am not good enough. I am uh, not important. So those are the distortions. Um. So the first part is the triggering, finding someone that is triggering you and, and really start to evaluate why that trigger's coming up, what it is, what's the emotion, and not what they are doing, but what you are then perceiving about yourself, not what they are doing. That is the most challenging part. Almost all my clients start off with, well, that they are this, they are doing this, they are, and that's what they're doing, but what are you feeling? I am feeling that I am. That's what you really want to look at. Now, the second part is ask yourself, is this the first time I have felt this way? And be honest. I'm going to tell you the answer is going to be no. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> the answer, unless it's an extreme different situation, the answer is going to be no. Um, and it, it may just feel like an instinctual no, like, no, nah, like, I remember this feeling, but you may not know exactly where this feeling came from, but you just know that this isn't the first time you felt like this. And if it's not the first time you felt like this, if it's, let me repeat, let me say this differently. If this is the first time you felt like this with this person or situation, but not the first time you felt like this, then that's a distortion. There's something that's coming up from within you that, that we have not yet recognized because the pattern's repeating with different people, different situation, and different places. It is the reason why no matter how many different jobs you go to or how many different careers you have, you start to run into the same type of people, the same type of situation. And that is the pattern. That is because there's a distortion that is coming, going on, a belief about yourself that is being replayed in that environment. The same type of relationships, different people, but same situation. Then I would say that that is definitely a distortion that's coming up from a belief that you have within yourself that you have not addressed. And so ask, is this the first time I have felt this way? And be honest. And then the last part 
probably one of the hardest ones. <laughs> and you're going to want to get used to asking yourself this because one day you may be surprised because we need to find this from the subconscious mind. And that would be who or what does this remind me of? Who or what does this remind me of? Who or what? <laughs> and you may, be, you may be surprised what will pop up and um, that will take you deeper and deeper to the root cause because it's not that present moment or situation that created that. And so you wouldn't want to look at that because it's just going to drive you in circles. You're just going to keep on playing the loop. We want to find the first occurrence, the first time, the first time we felt like this and look at that and find what it is that we need in order to help us change. Finding the root cause, it's, it's, like, it's like a tree, which has its roots <laughs> and its branches. Um, all the branches can represent a relationship or uh, events that are going on around you. They all branched from somewhere. The root is, you know, the tree trunk. The tree trunk is taking in, um, the, is the foundation, is the foundation. It was created from somewhere. So if we're able to, to, um, to feed the roots or nourish or give it something, then it will spread up. So again, if we spray the leaves down, it may not get the most amount of work done. If we spray the leaves down with some you know, nourishment or water, it may not be able to get the whole tree um, nourished. But if we spray the roots and water the roots, then it takes that nourishment in from the roots and it raises it, it sucks it all the way up and, and goes to the whole tree. And so we want to focus on the roots when it comes to creating, creating a healthy tree, as opposed to focusing on a tree branch. We can trim it and cut off branches, but maybe there's fungus in the roots and we, we're not solving the main problem. So we solve it from the root, the, the core of it, so that it can spread through the whole tree. That's where we get more bang for our buck, really. You know, I help people change as rapidly as possible. That's why my company is called Rapid Realization. I, I want to help people change rapidly, and this is how I change it rapidly. And you see huge shifts occur when we solve it when we focus on the root, root creation of it, things start to trickle pretty quickly um, because it's like that road where you're breaking the foundation of the road, the very bottom of the road. And so when you break the foundation of that road, what happens, the top of it is not stable. So it starts to crumble too when you find the root cause. Because if you focus on the top of the road and you start banging on the top, okay, it breaks the top layer, but you still have all these other layers on the bottom that you need to go through. And so you can start banging your hammer at the top of the road and start hitting and hitting and hitting, and you're going to expel a lot of energy or work to do that. But if you just go to the bottom and get a bomb and start fusing at that bottom and start, you know, breaking down the foundation, eventually everything will crumble down. And so that's why we would want to focus on the root as opposed to just focusing on um, some of the superficial aspects of what's going on in, in, in life. Because the foundation of how we are to behave in life is created in our childhood. And that's done before the age of 12. And um, a lot of our core beliefs are developed before age of 12 of how we um, understand how we are to behave. And, and part of that main reason, just to um, elaborate, is there's 
uh, our mind is very open subconsciously our mind is very open and we're in a very learning high learning state as a child um, that is why meditation and hypnosis is, helps people reprogram things because we're changing the, the brain waves of our mind into a more learning state comparable to that of a child. So, you know, when you compare the brain waves of a child, you'll see that they're the exact same brain waves like for those during meditation, um, you know, in, in those theta states. Uh, during deep, deep states of meditation or even sleep. Because you do have the answers. You know what you need. No one else is going to know what you need. I don't know what you need. So I don't know what you need to fix your roots because every tree, every plant, everyone is unique and they have their own needs. <laughs> and I don't know where you are. Just like <laughs> I have a balcony with plants and I'm looking at one plant. I have moved that plant around so much in my house. Like I have moved it to a, this balcony, that balcony inside my living room, in my kitchen, because, you know, I, I, and then finally, like where I have it right now in my balcony, it's like, it like bloomed like crazy just because it loves that spot, that particular spot. And I put other plants in that spot and my other plants don't like that spot. So it's like this particular plant has its particular needs in order for it to flourish. And, um, you know, I have a lot of plants in my house. So, you know, I, ha I have a little little guide that even tells me what type the type that it needs, like how much water and nutrients and whatnot. But you know what? Sometimes I just need to listen to the plant and let it let it tell me because I started watering a plant and I could tell I was watering it too much even though the guide told me, you know, to water it this much. So there's an option to skip. So I have this app that tells me how to plant my, you know, take care of my plants just to remind me to water them all or give them fertilizer and I have to hit, hit skip because the plant is telling me what it needs. I just have to learn how to listen to it. And so you're the same way. I don't know what you need. And your yours may be very unique. And so only you'll know. And you may, if you want to help yourself go, go quicker, you find a facilitator to help you find that route. And, you know, part of my modality is just reparenting and giving you, you, you what it needs. And there's a lot of techniques in there that I can't really explain on this live. But, <laughs> but um, and that's part of me being a facilitator and being going through my training, going through my self-help, my healing and my journey. You know, you'll have to just find someone that aligns with you that can help you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you gained some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to subscribe. You could also leave us feedback by commenting or simply show us support for this channel by rating us. That is how content gets seen on these platforms, by your feedback. So if you choose to do so or have done so already, we are very grateful and thank you. Until next time, have a great day.